everyone. Good evening. Happy Sunday. My name is Josephine Inshallah, and I welcome you to another episode on this channel. You're all welcome. Hope you're doing well. How was the day? I was service today. Hope you went to church. As a youth, you have to prioritize putting God first in your life. Yes, so don't idolize it or don't make it a regular um, custom. Yeah, we have to go to church on Sunday. It is mandatory that we have to go to church on Sunday. He said in his word that he has given us apostles, pastors, teachers, prophets, evangelists for the perfecting of the saints. We can't perfect ourselves and we all can't be perfect if Jesus come. But we are working also perfection by going to church, by listening to your pastor, by listening to, by going to a good church, right? the church has, a church that is after your growth in life, by going to a good church in life, you in life, yes, in this earth, <laughs> you get perfected, right? Yes, you get perfected, you get encouraged, you get strengthened. And today I'm going to be talking about how to study God's word. Yes, today is Sunday, glory to God, and how to study God's word. I'm going to be sharing with you how to study God's word. In case I want that, I don't even know how to study this Bible. I'm a new convert or I'm a Christian. I don't even know how to study this Bible. It's just so boring. I don't know how to study it and blah, blah, blah. Many people find the Bible boring because <laughs> it's not a novel. The Bible says that men write in those days as they were moved by the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is behind every letter in the Bible. So you cannot read the Bible outside the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is our advantage in this life. You cannot do without the Holy Spirit. It, it helps you to know what other people don't know. Let's say a car is about to have an accident. Somebody is about to uh, kidnap you or an attack is about to come upon you. The Holy Spirit is the advantage. It gives you, it gives you an alert in the realm of the Spirit in as much as you are working with Him consistently. So you cannot live without the Holy Spirit. In this life, in this earth, you can't. It's the only Godhead working and operating in this earth. Jesus has gone back to heaven. He's not on earth again. And God is not on earth. So the Holy Spirit is working. Yes. And is working the work of the Father. Is working the work of the Son. Glory to God. Yeah. So let's talk about how to study the word of God. So I'm going to start first by addressing what I say, what I called, what or who is the word of God. The Bible is not a ritual book. <laughs> it is the manual for living. Yes. What is the word of God? The word of God is not a ritual book. It is a manner for living. Many people just believe that. Let me just read, it. Let me just read my Bible today to fulfill all righteousness. No. Let the Bible be like that guardian. Like that eighth book that you read on how to live a healthy life every day. Like you have to drink water every day you wake up, like before eating anything. You have to take a bottle of water, right? You have to do exercise, you have to meditate, all of that. So, for to have a LD life, right? So, that's the same way you take your Bible serious. Many some people pray, they don't read their Bible. Some people read their Bible, they don't pray. You can't do that, it's true. You have to pray and read your Bible. So, you don't read the Bible like it's a ritual, like I was taught to read my Bible. No, you read your Bible because. It should be a manner for living. It should be the one, your template for the day. Let's you wake up on Monday. It should be your template for the day. It should be your template for Monday. So I'm reading Galatians 1. And I'm holding on to a verse there. Like, okay, there's a verse there. Or I'm reading John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was the God. So I'm holding on to that word that in the beginning was, was the word. And the word was God. The word became flesh and dwell with me. So you believe that every word God has spoken to you is becoming flesh. 
and is dwelling with you. I'm going to get back get to that stage of talking about the revelation side of the word of God. But let's talk about what and who is the word of God. The word of God, what is the word of God? The word of God is not a ritual book, it's not a novel, it's not a newspaper, it's not a magazine. It is a manner for living. If you also have a template to live your daily life, you should read the word of God. Yes. And secondly, who is the word of God? The word of God is a person. Jesus is the word of God. And like I read in John 1, 1. Let's open our Bible. John 1, 1. Excuse me when I open my Bible here. Okay. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same verse 2, the same in the beginning with God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was light of men. Verse 5, and the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Glory to God. So you've seen that in the Bible that the word of the who is the word of god the word of god is a person jesus is the word of god so we all know that jesus is jesus right in the new testament but in heaven before he was born on earth jesus was called the word the word that god spoke to create things to create the water to create the firmament was jesus you cannot understand with your mind <laughs> so don't start asking questions is it the it was only the Holy Spirit that can interpret it to you in your spirit. So many people try to understand the word of God with their mind. And your mind cannot understand the things of the spirit. Because the things of the spirit, not the things of the... of the, It's not an intellectual perspective. No. It is spiritual perspective. So you cannot start negotiating or start asking questions. That, ah, how will the word uh, God speak be Jesus? And it's not... <laughs> you know, people ask funny questions. The word God speak, spoke was jesus the word it was called the word so it was the word that created things so when he said let there be light jesus created light you understand so that's how it is so let's talk about why you should study the word of god it is necessary for your spiritual growth and maturity you want to go spiritually like oh i want to go spiritually i want to go spiritually i want to go spiritually first thing one thing that the word of god will do for you it will help you to grow spiritually and maturely, right? You have to go have a spiritual growth and maturity. When you, you just realize that one day you are not insulting people anyhow, you just realize that one day you you not you don't longer, you no longer have insecurities, you no longer depressed because the word of God is life. Yes, it's health. I talk about it in one of my episodes when I talking when I was talking about let God win. Talk about the word of god is else was it what let god win i can't remember the episode i talked about it i was like the word of god is else to your life yes it was to let god win the benefits of allowing god to win if you let god win let god's will be done in your life the word of god is else yes when you read the word of god when you are depressed go and read the bible and share your testimony actually read the new testament from matthew need matthew mark and john and you'll be healed trust me come back with testimony I dare you to read it. <laughs> there will be healing. Glory to God. There will be healing from depression. So that the first thing the word of God will do to you for you is that it will help you to grow spiritually and maturely. No longer be child when you are feeding on the word of God constantly. Number two, the word of God is food for your recreated human spirit. If you are born again, you are born again. It's like a child that is born, 
naturally. The Bible says that the natural things are used to explain the spiritual things, right? Because the spiritual give birth to the natural. So, if you are born again, you that means you have a recreated human spirit. You are no longer dead to sin, right? You are no longer dead in sin. You are alive in God. Glory to God. So, what happens is that if an example of a child, I was given an example of a child that is born, right, to the world, if it's not feeding constantly, it's going to die. And even if you're already 20 years old and you're not feed constantly, it can just collapse one day and die. No matter how big you are, even if you're 50. It's even more dangerous if you're older and you're not eating. So that's how it is. You feel like I'm eating yesterday. You hurt by 12, even if it's 11.59 a.m. By 2 a.m., you'll be hungry again. So that's how the word of God is. You can say that I read my Bible 10 chapters yesterday. I'm not read for the next 10 years. No, it doesn't work like that. You can't be like, Oh, I've read the Bible 50, 500 times this year. I'm not reading the game for 500 years. <laughs> Glory to God. It's not like that. You have to constantly read the Word of God because the Word of God is revelation. And you always see something new about the Word of God. It is new every day. Read your chapter, Bible today. Read it tomorrow. Read it forever. Can I take you read the Bible? I think you said you read it 150 times or so. Read it 150 times. And he still reading the Bible. <laughs> read the Bible, read the Bible constantly, even before he rests in the Lord. So, you have to keep reading the Bible. It's like food. No matter if you've, if you've written, eating rice, because we continue to eat rice now. Yes, you may not eat it every day, right? But still, you can't eat rice once and just be like, I've eaten rice. You can't go to a party and they give you like rice money afternoon. I'm like, I'm not eating rice again in my life. <clears throat> if you love rice, I'm going to eat so. You have to be passionate about loving this word of God and feed on it constantly because it is food for your recreated human spirit. You will be dull in the spirit if you're not feeding on the word of God. Another thought thing why you should study the word of God it is that it is primarily, primary, it is the primary way by which God speaks to you. Yes, the word of God is the primary way God speaks to you. Probably one I'm going to share how to hear God. <laughs> it's not difficult to hear God. And it's not, it's not until you hear God from, like a thunder. No. It is the still small voice in your spirit, man. So, the primary way God speaks to you is the word of God. There are many times that I'm looking for solutions to some problems, some challenges in my life. And I go right, right into the word of God. And I find the answer there. And sometimes when you are praying, when you have been so much consumed with the word of God, it is the word of God most times that the Holy Spirit will communicate to you. It is God's word that will communicate to you. Yeah, so let's go right into Hebrews 1, phrase 1 to 2. Excuse me for a moment while I open my Bible. Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 2. It says that God, who at sundry times and in diverse manner, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophet, at in this last day spoke unto us by his son, whom he had appointed her of all things, by whom also he made the words. Glory to God. This is trying to explain what John 1, 1 says. He said, God in the past time, in the Old Testament, he spoke to his people by prophets, but now he speaks to us by the word, by the Son, Jesus. So, if you want to understand, you want to hear God's voice, read your Bible regularly, study the word of God regularly. It is God communicating to you, right? So, let's go right into generic and specific way God speaks to us. Um, sorry, generic and specific word of God. Yeah, 
So generic word of God is captured in the Bible. The word of God is a compendium of generic instructions. Specific instructions are the ones the Holy Spirit will give you through knowing, dream, or vision. Let me explain that again. So I'm talking about the generic word, the way God speaks to us, right? I'm talking about the generic word, and that is the example of studying the word of God, right? Studying the word of God. That Okay, what is the Bible saying about killing people? Or what is the Bible saying about purity? What is the Bible saying about righteousness? What is the Bible saying about salvation? What is the Bible, what is the Bible saying about evangelism? What is the Bible saying about politics? What is the Bible saying about marriage, right? And there is the... Okay, let me give an example. Bible says do not lie, right? And now there is the specific one that the Holy Spirit will give you through knowing, through dream or vision. And I'm still talking on that, the primary way which God speaks to us. There is a generic way God speaks to us. And there is a specific way God speaks to us. So that is generic word of God and a specific word of God, right? So, and that is under why should I study God's word? So, the generic way, for example, the Bible says that you should not commit adultery, you should not lie. But let me give an example of the specific way God speaks to you. The specific way God speaks to you can be, for instance, you are going on the road, driving a car, and the Holy Spirit ministers to you that, do not turn to your right, turn to your left. It's even in the Bible that, I will show you the way that you will walk in. It's in the Bible, right? So, but it's not in the Bible that, turn left, the name of the house you should go to is in Dubai. It's not in the Bible like that. Or let's give an example of one of my pastors gave his example, which was very, very crucial. So let's say you are on the streets and you met, it's already dark, and you have seen somebody, I see someone waving down your car around, let's say around 10 p.m., probably are a doctor or a student as a youth, or you are working even as a youth, yes. Can be a doctor as a youth, can be a doctor as 22. <laughs> so, they're coming here and I have a patient to attend to. So, you came, they are returning home around 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. And then everywhere is dark. Your street is always dark at that time. So, and somebody is waving down your car, like help, maybe a lady or a guy or a small child. And you are scared of that. Probably there's, <laughs> hope the person is not harmed, hope the person is not. Um, having other accomplices hidden somewhere or ambushed against you. How do you know that? It's not in the Bible, right? That's what we call the specific primary way God speaks to us, the specific way God speaks to us. The Holy Spirit may miss out to you, don't carry this person, speed off. The Holy Spirit may say, flee. The Holy Spirit may say, help this person, right? So, but it starts by studying the word of God. Number five reason why you should study the word of God. It is because it is health to your flesh. I said it before that the word of God is health to your flesh. Yes, it is health to your flesh. The word of God refines your character. Oh my God. I've seen the word of God change my character so much. Like, so much. It is not, you don't have to strive to be perfect. You don't have to strive to be perfect. Just study the word of God. Meditate and stay with God. One step at a time. Don't See, don't listen to people outside there that they just want it to be perfect. Just stop Stop smoking. Stop doing this. You can't automatically just stop doing it. My pastor became born again and six months into it. I think it took him six months before he got free from the addiction of smoking and all of that stuff. 
So you can you have to study the word of God, stay engaged, and trust me, you just want to that something that dropping off you step one step at a time, one step at a time. You have close to your victory. Don't rush it. You can't just you can't see you can't strive to be perfect. Just strive to study the word of God. I noticed that when you want to shout at somebody, a still small voice will say, "Calm down," and even if you make mistake, God is still there to embrace you, and you know that. Yes, God is God is happy that you are remorseful about it. And you move on, don't stay there. That's oh, I'm trying trying to get better every day. I'm not getting better. See, stop trying to be perfect. Just stay with the word of God. Right? The word of God is also a tool of transformation. Yes, it's a tool of transformation. The state of your life is the state of the of your mind. Give yourself to the word of God. The state of your mind, the state of your life. Is the state of your mind. The state we are, we are all correctly in right now is the state of our mind. So if we give ourselves to the word of God, the more we are getting transformed. And that's the word of God. Why you should study the word of God? That it is needed for the purity of every believer. Hmm. It is the, it is needed for the purity of every believer. You cannot know how to live pure. You may not really know how to set boundaries in, in relationship. You may not really, really know how to live a pure life, right? How to stay away from sexual immorality until you study the word of God. And another thing is that the word of God, why you should study the word of God, it is that it's a requirement for a perfect and mature minister. Hmm. If there's a there's no perfect and mature minister yet until they've studied the word of God. Before you become a bishop, you are first a church member, a worker, you are first a child of God. Even every bishop is a child of God. Not every bishop. Okay. All I want to put the word. You can't outgrow being a child of God, even if I'm a bishop. Let me put it that way. You can't outgrow being a child of God. If you outgrow being a child of God, ah, then you're you're already close to pride. So I always Jesus baby, learning at his feet. Everybody's growing. So another thing, what of why you should study the word of God is that it reveals your identity. It begins to know who you are. And I would love it to read Ephesians chapter one, two, and three. Oh my goodness, you're going to know who you are. You're going to know that I'm loved by God. I'm chosen by God. I'm blessed by God. Read Ephesians chapter 1, 2, and 3. I love that book so much. And another thing that another reason why you should study the word of God is that it gives you the right perspective about everything and everyone. It tells you not to despise people. It is it's, it's gives you the right perspective that ah, this person is is going to drain you spiritually. It's it's teaches you that do not be do not be on equally yoke. With an unbeliever. So let's go right into how to study God's word. How am I going to study the word of God? There are several ways to study the word of God. First one is the character study. You can do, you can do character study. <laughs> so if you want to study about, I'm study about David, I'm study about Abraham, I'm study about Isaac, I'm study about Jacob. I'm talking about Ezekiel the prophet. I'm talking about Elisha. I'm talking about Jesus. Wow, Jesus is the best. Like, I love studying about Jesus. Right. I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can study about Jesus. You can study about Paul, Timothy, all of that. So that's character study. Secondly, topical study or doctrinal approach. So that is, you pick a subject matter and begin to study it so you can have... An awesome idea about it. E.g., 
You can study about prayer. Study about righteousness. You want to study about Jesus. You study about Jesus from the beginning of the Old Testament. Not even Matthew, Mark, and Jane. It has been from the beginning of the world. There was a place in Hebrew that explained that the rock that Moses beat was Jesus. <laughs> yes. So it's in Hebrew. You read the book of Hebrews. Just that the New Testament is able to understand Jesus better, better. So you understand what the Old Testament is trying to say, right? So you can do topical study number two. Topical study. You can study about love, how to work in love, how to work in how to work by faith and not by sight. You can study about living righteous life, living a righteous life. You can study about purity. And that way of studying is contextual study. And contextual study is studying the Bible. <laughs> Contextually, if there's anyone like that, <laughs> that means okay. What are the rules of contextual study? You consider the pretext, you consider the post-text, you consider so, uh, this question that by whom was it written? To whom was it written? Does it apply to the person they near? Does it okay? Does it apply to the present-day New Testament believer or the church? So let me explain it. You want to do contextual study. You can't just speak the Bible that says, um, you cannot speak a Bible out of context. You have to read it contextually. That is, you pick, you read from chapter 1, verse 1 to 31. He's talking about to 31. Like people that say that women should be covering their hair, right? They're reading the Bible out of context. And that's why, why that's why I, I, I said the rules of contextual study. The rules of contextual study. One of the rules is that does it apply to the present day, to the present day New Testament believer or church? There's a place in Elisha that Elisha, uh, Elisha cursed some people. They were making just of Elisha. Was it Elisha or Elijah? Was it Elisha or Elijah? They were making just of the prophet and he called out lion. <laughs> he called out lion to destroy all of them, right? But when the same thing happened to Jesus and his disciples, and Jesus' disciple was like, Let us call down fire on them, like Elisha did. And Jesus was like, You know not what is you know not the spirit that is in you. That means the spirit that is in us, a New Testament believer, right now, it is not for calling down fire on to destroy people. No. It is the spirit of love. So you have to understand that even though Elisha called out fire or lion to burn people, as a new believer, you're not to be calling that fire to burn people. That's to work in love with your haters. <laughs> so you have to understand the contextual meaning of scriptures. You have to understand the pretext, that means the the protext, something before the verse you are picking out to study. You have to understand the post-text. Right? You have to understand by whom it was written. Was it written by Ezekiel? And to whom it was written? Was it written to the Corinthian church alone? Because that's that the issue of the covering of hell that they're talking about. It's written to the Corinthian church. It's more of a tradition than... Um, it is It is not related to New Testament believers. Like Adam's put it. It's not related to our growth in life. So there's more to that text than... Just not covering your head. There's much to it. It's about submission for to the Corinthian women in those days. It's a is a sign of showing honor, like the Muslim 
do, right? So that's a sign of showing honor. So decide not to <laughs> cover their ears. It's a long story. I don't want to go into that. So you have to understand by whom it was written, to whom it was written. Probably I'm going to be somebody on this channel that is going to address all those stuff. Right, so let's talk about another thing. In contextual study, you must interpret the Bible in the light of the New Testament. You don't disregard the Old Testament. You interpret it in the light of the New Testament. So when you are studying the New Testament, you interpret it in the light of the New Testament. Like I mentioned the example of Elijah. Or Elisha, I can't remember. Yeah, so let's talk to number four. Revelation study. Uh, many people love Revelation study. Glory to God. So Revelation study means Revelation study means when the scripture opens up to you in a manner that is different. That means you're reading this scripture for a long time. Then one day you read it, maybe after praying or something, just like God, I want a word from him, and then the scripture just jumped to you. Like by stripes I was healed. By his stripes, I was it as I have 53. Wow, that means God has been beaten, Christ has been beaten. So, by the, by the bleeding as on Christ's body, by his stripes, I was it. The chastisement of his peace was upon, upon me. So, it jumps you revelationally like by his stripes, I was it. That means it's not I am healed, I was it. I was already healed when Christ was being beaten, I was already healed. In as much as I'm a believer. I have come in contact with every blessing in heavenly places. Like Ephesians 1 says, right? Ephesians, 1 chapter, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, So, you know that, okay, glory to God. I have received my blessing. I was healed and I received my blessing now. That's revelational study. That's revelational study. It's not like I'm just reading the Bible or I'm doing contextual study or I'm just doing topical study. No. It jumps to you revelationally. Probably wants to meet a need in your life, right? To so meet a need in your life. And let's talk about something very important. The major tools for studying God's word. You can use other translation other than KJV. Even by a new convert, I'm not advising to read KJV. KJV is complex. So it's only by a teacher of the word. If you read Kanatagin books very well, you understand KJV. <laughs> so you can use, you can read NLT, NIV, TPT. ESV, basic Bible. There are many translations that are very, very simple. So, it's easy to study. Let's say you read Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. After in the contextual study and everything, not be bringing the Bible out of context, right? So, after reading everything, after studying, you can go and check what NLT says, what KJV says, you understand? So, that's the studying. And now, too, you can use this concordance. You can use Greek and Bible translation. You can use sword. Ebook, uh, electronics, or e sword, shall you understand? Just go, just go and download it. A concordance called sword, and that's what you can use is Bible commentaries. Yeah, you can go, go excuse me, you can go to Google, you can go to YouTube to watch Bible commentaries or documentaries about the escape of Egyptians from the deliverance of the Egyptians from. The deliverance of the Israelites, <laughs> God. The deliverance of the Israelites from Egyptians. Glory to God. So what do you, what should you do with the word of God? Read it. Meditate. Study it. Hear it. Confess it. And act on it. Read it. Let's see Psalm 119 verse 11. Psalm 119 verse 11. Oh, uh, uh, uh. 
Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Hmm. So read your Bible in consumption. Read, read, read. Just keep reading. The way you read your novel, your newspaper, your magazines, read, 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 read the Bible. And that's you can do to the word of God is meditate it. Joshua 1, 8. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Let's open our Bible to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but that shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So, all it is said to Joshua, for him to prosper as a leader, for him to do well as a leader, God told Joshua after the death of Moses that the book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, and thou shalt meditate in therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Glory to God. Hmm. That means for us to meditate on the word of God, you say it out. Yes, you say that. It's not thinking. Meditation is not only thinking. It's saying it out. That's what you say that. The word shall not depart out of your mouth. You meditate during day and night. Right. And then you have a good success. For you to be able to observe and do according to the word of God. For you to be able to observe and do according to the word of God, right? You must meditate. Because it's when you meditate constantly, you are, you are conversant with the word that says, do not steal. You are conversant with the word that says that, I am seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus, where mud cannot touch, where disease cannot touch, where darkness cannot touch, where failure cannot penetrate. I will always have good success. I will be prosperous. Why? Because you are already meditating on it consistently day and night, that you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places, as I have read in the Bible. Firstly, read it, then you meditate on it. You can meditate on it where you are to, when you are shopping. You don't have to shout, oh, no. You don't have to disturb everybody. But just say it. Say it. Think about it. Think on it and say it out. Think on it and say, glory to God. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. Glory to God. Or any scripture you've studied. And that's what you can do is study. So I'm talking about how to study the word of God. And what else did I talk about? I talked about... Okay, hearing God's word. So how do you hear God's word? Listen to messages. There are godly messages on YouTube. I'm going to post my pastor's link for you to, start, to download messages that will transform your life. So <clears throat> another way to hear the word of God is audio Bible. Probably you're doing your makeup, you're doing your hair. You are you are chilling. You could just plug in your ears. You may think you're not hearing, but actually, your, your spirit man is hearing the word of God. Instead of playing music, you should play music. But instead of playing music all the time, and let's say you're not fine, you're finding it difficult to sleep. You can listen to audio Bible to sleep. So if you find it difficult to sleep, or you're about to sleep, you can plug in your ears or play something to sleep. If you like playing something to sleep, instead of playing music to sleep, play audio Bible. And you can also play good music to worship music and all of that. So another thing you should do with the word of God is confess it. So, like I said, meditating God's word should, God's word should influence your confession. So, when you meditate on God's word, you confess. Another thing you can do about confession is, before you step out of the day, when they say, say positive words, confess God's word. God's word are positive. 
And the difference between positive words, just saying positive words, and confessing God's word. When you said when you confess God's word, the angel of the Lord back it up because it's God's word. But positive work may not really really be packed. It's not it's never backed up by even on the positive word. <laughs> I don't want to put the word. Like now he said that as I'm going out, my going out is blessed and my coming in is blessed. It is backed up by the angels because this God's word. But when I say that, oh, I'll be rich, I'll be wealthy. Hmm. It's better because God's word on being rich and being wealthy. It is backed up by the angels because you are giving his angel charge over you. But when you don't speak the word of God, your angels are not activated. You understand? So another thing you want to do with the word of God is act on it. Let's read James 1, 22-25. We've not been reading the Bible for that verses, but let's read it because of time. We're going to be reading Hart. Sorry. We're going to be reading James 1, 22-25. Oh, James 1, 22 to 25. Oh, so it says, But be ye doers of the world, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the world, and not a doer, is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass, for he beholded himself, and goeth his way, and straight away forgetteth that manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continuing therein, him be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Wow, glory to God. So you can see all the blessings and holding results attached to acting on the word of god and not being a hearer alone but a doer of the word of god so like i said meditation means to think and mutter god's word you can forget what you read study hear, or your confession but what is in your consciousness is what you've meditated on like i said it what meditated on remain in your consciousness so read the word and meditate think about it meditation will influence your thoughts Paternity Philippians Philippians four eight. Philippians four eight says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are poor, pure rather, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. So whatever you think on upon, don't let it be something that is dishonest, like Look at when you when you have time, just read Philippians for it to know what to meditate upon, to know what to think about. So, what is in your mind and what is in your thought pattern? Your meditation will influence what you think about. What you meditate on, meditated on in the Word of God will influence your thought pattern. And like I've said, the state of your life presently is is because of the state of your mind. So, give your mind to the Word of God. Think about the Word of God. Think about what God has said about you and influence your life. I hope this has blessed you and guide you on how to study the word of God and the importance of studying God's word. Thank you Father because this has transformed your people's life. I'm going to drop the link to get godly messages for you to grow your mind. Right. And trust me, you will come back with testimony. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to follow us so you can be notified when we post something in. Download the Podbean app and follow the Phenomenal Youth channel and share with your friends. God bless you. See you next week. Sunday evening. I love you guys. Have a wonderful sleep if you're in Nigeria or in West Africa. Yeah. Bye.